The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Tony Rivera. Tony is the well-known managing director of the Zure Minerals, which trades under the code AZS or Alpha Zulu Sierra. Azure has gold, silver and base metals interests in the uh, minerals rich northwest of Mexico as its focus. And that's been the case for about 15 years. And it's uh, worked out some nice chalk resource bases there at its Alcaran and its Opusura projects. Sadly though, COVID-19 restrictions have made it difficult to advance the projects. That's prompted Tony to shift focus for the time being from down Mexico way to exploring beneath the big blue skies of WA. To that end, the market likes a deal Tony struck recently with legendary prospector Mark Creasy over gold and nickel projects in the Pilbara. That's been reflected in Azure's share price doubling in the last month to 18 cents today. Tony too is recognised as a dab hand at exploration. He shared the 2000 Prospector of the Year Award with the late Terry Grammer for the discovery of the Cosmos Nickel deposit for Jubilee Mines, which was later consumed by Extrata for all of $3 billion. We've got lots to talk about. So with that, I'm going to welcome Tony, Tony to the podcast and say uh, good day, Tony, and thanks for your time today. Yeah, thanks, Barry. It's great to be here. Okay, Tony, let's start out with you perhaps giving us a bit of a rundown on your education and professional background, just so listeners can uh, be brought up to speed with who you are. Yeah, certainly. I'm a geologist by training. I I was trained at Flinders University in South Australia and uh, graduated in 1983 and immediately came over to Western Australia and was exploring for gold in the uh, the Yulgarn for BHP. And uh, over the pre- Years since then, I've been uh, working not only BHP, Sons of Gawlia, um, Pegasus Gold, the, um, uh, the North American company. And uh, we, we've basically, uh, I've been exploring here in Western Australia and elsewhere in Australia up until about 2006. Um, at that point, um, we, we moved overseas to Mexico. But just going back a little bit, for that, um, I, I joined uh, Jubilee Mines in 1997 and uh, with Kerry Hermanis and, and Terry Grammer. And uh, within six months, we discovered the uh, Cosmos nickel deposit, uh, which ended up being the highest grade nickel open pit nickel mine in the world. Um, fantastic discovery and a fantastic time to be part of the, uh, the drill out of the resources, converting them to reserves, building the mine and actually being in, into production. Mm-hmm. And uh, I spent seven years with Jubilee and uh, you know, took it from a company that had a market cap of uh, under 20 million to, uh, as you said, uh, Extrata took them out in 2007 for uh, just over $3 billion. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a huge ride. But I wasn't there for that whole ride. I left uh, at the end of 2003 and set up a new company called Nickel Australia and looking to replicate the uh, the success that we'd, I'd had with Jubilee. Um, unfortunately, didn't couldn't repeat that success uh, there. So we started looking at other opportunities. And in 2006, 
uh, we identified Mexico as being a great place to uh, for mining and exploration and moved our focus from Western Australia into Mexico. Right. So it's a busy time, sort of, I guess, probably 15 years or so working in Western Australia or elsewhere in Australia, and then in the last 15 years it's been in Mexico. Yeah, some great names that you've been mentioned there on the way through. Now, um, I mentioned earlier the need because of COVID to pivot from Mexico to WA for the time being. It might be best if we first cover off on the status of the projects in Me Mexico, with an obvious question being, are they still considered core to Azure moving forward? Yes. Well, we've had, um, we have two major projects in, in Mexico. One is called Alacran, which is a silver and gold project. And the other one is called Opazura, which is a zinc, lead and silver project. Uh, just briefly talking about um, the Alacran project, uh, we acquired that from Tech Resources in the beginning of 2015. Um, it was, it's in an area where there's a lot of operating copper mines and uh, it was regarded at that time as a copper exploration project. Um, but within a few months of, uh, of starting our exploration, our, our ge geological team there discovered uh, an entire hill of uh, high-grade silver mineralisation sticking out of the ground. And, and no one had ever identified this silver mineralisation before. There was no old mine workings or even any exploration on it at all. So we moved immediately from being a copper explorer <laughs> on the Alacran project to, to being a, a, a explorer and discoverer of, uh, of a silver deposit. And it's a great silver deposit. The remarkable thing is that there's a road that runs over the top of that hill. That road's probably been there for over 100 years. And no one had ever got out of their uh, car or the horse and buggy and uh, and, and cracked the rocks. And, mm. and yet uh, our geologists did that and uh, identified the silver. And uh, we, we over uh, the last few years, we've been able to expand that out. So it's uh, a resource of about 32 million ounces of silver and uh, about 150,000 ounces of gold. Uh, it, it's a great project and, uh, and it will be a mine one day. And it's uh, something that we were actively progressing up until, uh, I guess, the last few months when COVID came along. Mm. Um, and the other project is called Opazura. And Opazura is a very high-grade, massive sulphide body of zinc, lead and silver mineralisation that it too sticks out of the ground. Um, and we, we acquired that in 2017 and we drilled out uh, some resources and we completed a, uh, a pre-feasibility study on that project in uh, 2019, I recall. And, um, and we actually started mining, doing some small-scale mining and processing on the project over the, over the period of 2019. So it's a project which is a, basically a mine-ready for development. And uh, once again, you know, it's, it's the current situation that is uh, preventing us from doing any further work on, on that project at this stage. Right. Okay. Um, I guess silver price pushing back through twenty bucks an ounce isn't going to hurt uh, in the long no, run. No, that, that's a very uh, positive sign for the pro both of those projects, particularly the Alacran project. Um, and we are. It is still very much. Uh, uh, all those both those projects are very much uh, core projects. They're very important to the company. Um, yes, we have uh, picked up some projects here in Western Australia, and which I can talk about in a moment. But um, that our Position in Mexico is is um, that we want to be there. We want to continue to develop the projects, uh, advance them through the feasibility study stage, um, and take them through to production when the time is right. Uh, unfortunately, the time is not right at the moment. 
moment because mm. um, with the uh, coronavirus, Mexico is is suffering almost as much as the uh, its neighbour, the United States. Um, I thought you were going and, to play Victoria then. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, a, a lot worse than Victoria. Um, and uh, the, the government initially uh, said it, they didn't believe it was going to be a serious issue, um, mm. but then they changed their minds soon a bit after that. And then um, April and May, they shut down the mining industry. In fact, they shut down all non-essential industries in the country for two for two months and so all mines closed down all exploration ceased um that you know that all the car factories closed the breweries closed they weren't making beer anymore mm-hmm. um so that then the uh the country was basically completely shut down the government realized that this wasn't uh, feasible uh longer term so they reopened the the economy reopened those industries but they the problem is, is now is that the uh COVID-19 is spreading rapidly throughout the country mm. um, and that includes in the, some of the mining operations and um, and some of the mining operations that have reopened have had to close down again because of outbreaks and clusters within their mining for, workforce um, and others um, are only operating on a, a very <clears throat> skeleton staff. So what we've decided to do after a couple of months of our geological team working from home, in which during which time they uh, really did work on, on the uh, improving our, our knowledge of all the background information that we've gathered but probably not given a, a, a enough due diligence to. And, and they identified quite a few new targets on the Alacran project and they're, um, they've gone back onto the ground now and they are working, uh, doing low-key, low-cost surface exploration to uh, both identify and, and to further uh, progress those those targets that they've, been, they've worked up. But what it also means is that for the time being, we probably can't do any drilling because we, we don't want to be out, our teams to be um, mixing with mm-hmm. uh, other work groups. So simply the, the situation is not safe enough at this time. Okay. Uh, and best wishes to all our friends in Mexico um, mm-hmm. dealing with that. So we've confirmed that their core project's going forward, which is a good uh, pivot point to jump into the uh, the recent deal uh, with Mark Creasy. Lots of excitement is seen in the share price performance of Azure in uh, recent weeks. Um, apart from anything else, it, uh, the deal has lifted the lid on some interesting discovery work by uh, the Creasy Group, not seen until now because of its uh, private status. Um, could you run us through the deal and the key projects that it has brought into the fold? Certainly. Um, firstly, I'll just say that when um, I re- last returned back from Mexico, which was in early March, and you could see from, from here that uh, things were not looking so good in Mexico, and then they closed the mining industry down, uh, it, it was something that we recognised, uh, or I recognised, that we needed an alternative strategy uh, while Mexico was going through these troubles. So. The best place to operate would have been is back in Australia, and within Australia, the best place to operate is uh, in Western Australia because uh, with the hard borders, etc., we've got here. Mm-hmm. Um, the best, you know, really the only place that you can travel to and continue to work freely is is here in Western Australia. So I, I was at the beginning of April. I was thinking to myself, how could we look to acquire some uh, projects, particularly on nickel and gold projects here in Western Australia, and so I. Uh, recognised one of the best, biggest landholders or project holders in Western Australia is Mark Creasy. And Mark and I have, have go back a long, long way together, back to the Jubilee days. Um, and I contacted Mark and, and uh, pitched an idea to him that if he had some projects that 
were not core to him, but uh, might he might consider vending into Azure Minerals. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of money in the bank, so it would be about convincing him to uh, to take a, a serious position in the company. Now he's already he's already a small shareholder, um, so it's taken three three and a half months. For, uh, for this deal to close. Uh, and I have to uh, give great credit to, to Mark and his team who have been absolutely first class to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But we closed the deal a couple of weeks ago and then we announced it last week. And what we've acquired from Mark is, and his group, the Creasy Group, uh, is one nickel project and three gold projects. And all four of those projects are located in the Pilbara. Uh, the most advanced of them is the Andover Nickel Project, and that's located just south of Roeburn. Um, it covers most of the Andover layered mafic ultramafic intrusive complex, and it's been recognised um, for some time, for probably ten or twenty years, is that um, there was potential for nickel in here, but um, it didn't really get a decent uh, b- uh, bout of exploration done on it until Mark acquired the project. Um, back in the early 2000s. Um, and in that time, he's, he's owned the project. Uh, he's carried out uh, airborne electromagnetic surveys, which identified many, many uh, conducted, bedrock-hosted conductors within the, in, within the project area and within that layered mafic, ultramafic intrusive. And then uh, he carried out, uh, his team carried out some fit ground DM surveys in about 2012, and then there was a, a significant mapping and sampling program in around 2015-16, uh, all of which uh, zoomed in on, uh, on a number of very, very favourable-looking targets, both geological and geophysical. And Mark's team drilled seven RC holes in 2018 on four different targets. They hit sulphide mineralisation on three of those targets with significant nickel and copper being drilled in two of those targets. Mm. Uh, So you've got uh, a a sequence of good quality exploration that's taken place over the last um, 12 or so years and uh, through through Mark Creasy and and his team. And they made two discoveries on that property. Um, And those are the two areas that uh, we're really excited about and we'll be going back and focusing our exploration on. Mm. Uh, This is... um, both of these uh, discoveries are coincident um, electromagnetic conductors outcropping Gossens that contain anomalous nickel and copper mineralisation, and they've got drill holes into them that have hit disseminated through to massive nickel sulphide mineralisation. Um, fantastic discoveries, and it's a it's a real pleasure to be able to uh, to bring them into the. Uh, as your portfolio and to be able to continue their exploration in, in conjunction in a joint venture with the Creasy Group. Mm, okay. Um, now, the advanced nature of Andover was yes. uh, reflected in the uh, deal consideration, uh, 40 million shares all up, of which 24 million shares were attributed to the Andover component of the deal. Um, the smallest of the uh, share consideration was 1.6 million shares for uh, the Creasy's Group's Turner River Gold project at, uh, as I said, 1.6 million shares. But in the announcement on the deal, Turner River was uh, given prominence. Um, I was just wondering why that, I think I know the answer, but uh, <laughs> I'll get you to explain why that was so. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a Turner River is uh, comprises two exploration license applications that uh, Mark Creasy made 
way back in 2003. Um, they've not been granted yet because there's some uh, infrastructure easements that uh, need to be negotiated between um, Creasy and the other parties, particularly the state government. Uh, and th those negotiations are very close to being finalised and uh, I'm hopeful that they, those two exploration licences will, will be granted in the next few months. But the, uh, it, those two properties, that, or the, those two ELs, contain 450 square kilometres of uh, Pilbara, of the Pilbara, right next door to the Malina project, which is owned by De Grey. And obviously Malina has, uh, so De Grey has had some wonderful success on their Malina project. They've got 2.2 million ounces of gold resources. They've had this fantastic discovery of the Hemi deposit, mm -hmm. which looks to be a very large and, uh, and a high grade gold deposit in its own right. And the ground that, the uh, Ternu River ground that we've acquired from Creasy uh, is very close to the uh, De Grey's project. We're within seven kilometres of, of their project and our project contains the same rock types as the uh, host the gold mineralization on Malinus. So we've got the Malinus formation sediments, we've got uh, the major structures that, uh, that run through the uh, their deposits, particularly the Hemi deposit, then run over through the into our ground. Um, in addition to that we've got a, an Archean Age greenstone belt called the Loudon Volcanics um, which would be suitable host for a structurally controlled gold mineralization as well so uh it has potential for the intrusive related gold as uh de Grey has found on their project and okay. also structurally hosted yep. mm -hmm. so it's a um it's a good looking project the reason it's uh it was um i guess it's because it's such a good looking project that it featured prominently in our announcement but mm. it's not prominent in terms of the consideration for it, simply because it's still it's totally unexplored, never hasn't got a single drill hole into it, and it's still an application at the stage. But uh, hopefully that'll be granted soon, and we'll have the rigs out on the, on the ground drilling. Right. Okay. And to complete the package, uh, Menthina is it, and Kungan Gold Project? Yes. Yeah, the Kungan Project is uh, located just to the west of of uh, Nullagine. And it adjoins uh, some ground that Novo Resources has got called their Beaton's Creek Conglomerate Gold Project, uh, and where they have uh, several several hundreds of thousands of ounces of gold resources there, um, and some small scale mining has been underway. Um, and they've the material that they're mining, uh, we believe, runs onto the Coongan property as well. So it's perspective immediately for. Mm. Uh, for similar gold mineralisation to what Novo Resources is exploiting on their ground. And the Menthina project is, is another very interesting one that uh, Mark Creasy has held that since 1994. So, you know, we're talking 25, 26 years mm -hmm. that he has held that project uh, through various companies. And he's done a lot of surface exploration on it and he's identified an area that he believes hosts um, epithermal-style gold and silver mineralisation, and he drilled a number of RC holes and a very deep diamond hole there over the past few years, and uh, which returned some uh, very encouraging uh, precious metals results. So um, still early stage, but um, still exciting in its own right because of the geology and the, uh, and the, the style of mineralisation that you can see at surface. So we've basically got four projects um, that we've now acquired in the Pilbara, uh, a very advanced stage nickel sulphide project, which has got walk-up drill targets where we're very confident we'll be able to replicate 
the uh, the high grade nickel hits that uh, Mark Greasy got, plus three gold projects that are all very exciting in their own right, and uh, we are very excited to be able to uh, to do undertake exploration on these projects. And I'll be in that's be in joint venture with Mark Creasy, who will be our biggest shareholder. So mm. exciting times. Yeah, just uh, worth mentioning there. Um, the deal is structured pretty much as uh, all Creasy deals are with ASX companies, 60, uh, 60 30, 70, 30, uh, with uh, share consideration being the, yep. the main factor. I think he emerges with uh, 19.1% of the company post the... That, that's right, post the, post the deal, post the yep. shareholder approval in, uh, in late August. Uh, he'll have 19.1% of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, sorry, 19.1% of his oh, minerals, and, yeah, and he'll he'll also own retain 30% ownership of Turner River, Coongan, and Menthina gold projects, mm-hmm. and he'll ret- he'll retain a 40% ownership of the Andover Nickel project. Yeah. So he's still very much a major player, both in the projects mm-hmm. and also in the uh, in our company. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll we'll be the managers. Azure will be the managers of the project of the exploration going forward, and we'll carry he, the Creasy Group will be free carried right through to the decision to mine. Yep, standard sort of uh, deal that Creasy does, where we've seen yes. IGO yep. and Legend Mining and, and way back with um, uh, the Gutnick Group. Sirius. Yeah. And Sirius. Yep. 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 Uh, okay, uh, now I'll put the pressure on. The Ford program, will you be drilling on any of these properties in the near term? Yes, well, the first step, first box that we've got to tick is the to get the uh, shareholder approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the shareholders meetings being held on the 26th of August. Uh, obviously, we're confident that that's going to go ahead because the initial reaction that we've had from shareholders, both old and new, has been very positive. Share price has gone up mm-hmm. a long way. Anticipate getting that approval late August and uh, immediately we'll be on the ground. Uh, we've, we'll, obviously, we have to uh, get our uh, program of work approved by the uh, the mines department, and we also make sure we have uh, access agreements in place with the, the local um, mm-hmm. players in the area. And we'll be drilling there, we hope, in September, but we'll also be doing a lot of more geophysics as well because the, the EM surveys that have been carried out in the past have successfully identified massive nickel sulfide mineralisation. There's a lot more areas that need to be tested and followed up. So it'll be a dual program of uh, both diamond drilling on the the existing targets that we know of now, and also EM surveys to prove up new targets for f- further drilling later on. Mm-hmm. Right. So we 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 expect to be uh, yeah working hard drilling all the way through September through to Christmas. Okay, nice strong news flow coming then. Yes. Okay, Tony. Um, very interesting story. Uh, Mexico alone um, is interesting, but uh, now you've added this second leg, so. Uh, I'm pretty sure your shareholder base must be pretty happy at the moment. So best of luck with it all and we'll uh, watch with interest as it goes forward. Yeah, thanks, Barry. It's going to be a very exciting few months and years ahead of us. Yep, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Barry. Bye.